found us on a Thursday evening, and welcome to Caching in the Northwest. This is the only podcast from the birthplace of geocaching in the Great Pacific Northwest. We'll talk about caches and cachers from around the globe. Now, while you're busy reporting your local lemonade stand, we'll be caching in the Northwest. And you know we can't do that until we bring in our classroom capuchin. Some say he's defeated a wall in a game of ping pong. And others say he's so tough he shaves with a wood chipper. All I know is he's called Land Monkey. Hey. Hello, folks. You may have noticed something special on our show. Uh, Chris and I have decided that uh, we're, uh, we're just not quite pretty enough for you guys. So we decided to uh, go and find Carly to join us. For <laughs> you guys are sweet. <laughs> uh, so... Carly, welcome to the show. Folks, if you don't know Carly, she's from HQ. She's going to be talking to us about uh, geocaching EDU or EDU, EDU, what, what do you call it? I'm saying geocaching EDU. It's actually a very common term among other like uh, gaming resources like Minecraft have an EDU site. So I kind of uh, was inspired by them. So EDU, geocaching EDU. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you very much, Carly. It's awesome to have you on the show tonight. And for the folks who are giving me a bit of a hard time in the chat, Bonus points if you can name the dance that I was doing earlier, or at least the reference from where that came. So, you know, it, it's an 80s music video that I was <laughs> on there. So you got to be able to catch that. Anyways, you know what? Um, I also want to throw out a quick reminder that we appreciate the support of our patrons who help to keep this podcast coming each and every week. And if you want to know more about supporting this very podcast, click that Patreon link on the cachingnw.com website. And another thing we'd like to do each and every week. Thank you, Dora Moore, for proposing this oh so long ago, it seems now. But we'd like to do the geocaching log of the week, or as we term it, glow. So whether you wrote it or whether you read it, we want to hear about it. Because great logs simply make geocaching better. Send an email to feedback at cachingnw.com. Or call in to 253-693-TFTC or use the voicemail tool on the website and read us your glow in your own voice because it sounds better. And folks, don't forget, we really do need your glows. So I thank you for the people who have sent them in this week. We do need some more because, you know, I don't know if you noticed, but we read one of those each and every week. This week's glow, I thought, kind of fit with the education theme that we've got going for this show. Now, it's a little shorter than I normally have for a glow, but it's poignant. <laughs> this one uh, was logged by Leash and Mecca, and their log says, My four-year-old found this and brought it home, not knowing what it was. We now know what it is and have signed up ourselves, added a treasure, and we'll replace it first thing in the morning. So exciting. Thank you. <laughs> Hopefully their four-year-old remembers exactly where they found it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess they can't put replaced as found in the log. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think it's a great idea. I mean, how many times do we hear, oh, yeah, somebody found it, and, you know, it's been muggled and they didn't know what it was. But they took the time to look into it. There must have been a good information card in there. And, there you go. And there they found go. out about geocaching, and now they're they're no longer muggles. They're initiated into the sport the hobby the obsession if only there was some sort of website they could have gone to <laughs> materials that would, would help them understand what they were doing 
Was there any follow-up logs after after that one? Um, I don't know. I didn't look. The, yeah. Hey, research department. I was going to say, <laughs> we have a wonderful research department on this podcast. It's DC, the, thank 3 you. November, Victor, Quebec. Quebec, zero. Darn it, I couldn't remember. The one Canadian word. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike is a Canadian word. Mike from Canmore. Oh, yeah. All right. Anyways, you got some audio too, right? We do have some audio because, you know, people do listen and they call in with, this isn't a globe, but it's a little feedback from our good friend Limax. Let me hit play. This is Limax. Uh, I'm listening to the show where you're talking about grandfathered caches and you have mistakenly given me credit for finding the virtual on top of Mount Umanum. Uh, I have not found the cache on Mount Umanum yet. Uh, it is on my list of things to do. That was actually from another local cacher that was the first to find it. And it was pointed out to me at our weekly event at lunchtime. And sad to say, I've never had a story like that either. But, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm not sure if I would have been able to handle it as well as he did. Anyway, just wanted to clear the air on that one. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks, Limax. And okay, first of all, seriously, is that actually the name of the mountain or is that just what the locals call it? Because I want to find, I want to meet and interview the person who named that mountain and then give them <laughs> something to thank them for the most cool mountain name ever. All I can think of is bump, 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 bump. I'm going to dun, 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 dun. I'm Come sure on. that's what everybody who hikes it sings. Yeah. That's what where we is, call the mountains. Where is the mountain? Uh, it's got to be in Northern California. That's where Limax is from. Oh, and uh, he says, that's right. what we call the mountain. Huh. <laughs> and uh, Dorimore is already doing the do, 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 do in the chat. So yeah, there we go. <laughs> They're gone. That's we've lost the chat now. <laughs> All right. Um, what else have we got? Uh, oh, we had uh, a comment from YouTube. So uh, Tick Magnet left us a comment on uh, YouTube from a previous video said, Thanks for catching up on the podcasts. Last week, I drove back from Austin, Texas, all alone. I would have lost my mind without my friends from the Northwest. Thanks. That's now, awesome, man. Now, Land Monkey, you read that very well, but you missed a letter. Or you added a letter that wasn't there. Which one? I would have lost my mind without my fiends from the Northwest. Ah, sorry. Yes, I <laughs> my brain just automatically dropped an R in that yeah. word. <laughs> I think he... I, oh, I consider Ticknet Magnet a friend, but... A fiend could be appropriate too. All right. Well, uh, I think that's all of our pre-show content here before we start talking to Carly about what she really came here to talk about. Oh, and excited Carly, to be here. I am really excited to be here. You've waited years to be I've on been, this show. I've been waiting years, you guys. Yeah. Years and years. <laughs> so, uh, so we apologize for not getting you on so much sooner. I know. Uh, my coworker, Audrey, has been on here, I think, three times now. So... And I sit next to her every day and, you know, she tells me, you know, every single morning, it's the highlight of her, her career at geocaching. So I bet it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of, uh, at headquarters there where you work, um, we're going to talk about geocaching EDU. Thank mm -hmm. you for clarifying that for yeah, me. No problem. Um, and we're kind of wondering a little bit about yourself and uh, maybe you can tell us a little bit about your role at HQ. Sure. Um, so my, my username, geocaching username is Carly. I was one of the lucky ones to actually get my name. 
uh, when I first started at the company, it was La Rubia, which means blondie in Spanish. And I, I studied abroad in Barcelona. So that was kind of my nickname when I lived over there. So um, I, I took that username for a while, but then I realized. We're hanging on every word. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, you froze again there. Oh, sorry about You're that. Good. You're good. Um, so I've been at the company for about five and a half years now, and I started on the community side and social media team. And then I was on the partnerships and promotions team for a while as well, working on the trackable promotions. So I worked on uh, Magic the Gathering was the most recent one I worked on. And then for the last year and a half, I've been on the marketing team focusing on new users and getting new people into the game. So new user acquisition. Wow. Yeah. I've been in a lot of roles. Wow, that, that <laughs> yeah. is impressive. Yes. Yeah. A lot of different sides of the business. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's been really fun. And I've, I've learned a lot about the game um, starting on the community side. Um, so I think I feel like I can answer a, most questions about the game at this point, especially when I was uh, you know, answering all the emails coming into the queue. That was great practice for actually learning the ins and outs of the game. But um, definitely my background's more in marketing. So uh, naturally, I just shifted into that this sort of role. Right on. And I've noticed uh, there's a number of the official geocaching blog posts that are authored by Carly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. When I was on the social team, I, I wrote a lot of blog posts. Um, so yeah. I, and again, another great way, way to learn about the game and to interview people in the community. So um, yeah, I actually kind of miss writing those blog posts and it's taken over now by other people, but it was a good, good time. Maybe they can have you back to guest blog. I'd love that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, have, we'll have a sit down and a yeah. talk with Rock Chalk when we see him next. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll no. get that taken care of. Now, you're so busy at Geocaching HQ. Do you actually have time to get out and go geocaching yourself? Yeah. Um, I, I would say I'm not on Rock Chalk level at all. I don't think anybody in the world <laughs> is on Rock Chalk level. <laughs> but I found um, over 800 caches. And I think. Uh, my proudest stat is that I've cashed in 24 different countries. Wow. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. For in the last five years. So I've been in 24 countries in the last five years. And that's sort of my my geek geek out thing, I guess, in the game is, you know, every country I go to, I have to find a geocache. That's totally understandable. <laughs> All yeah. right. So what do you enjoy most about geocaching? I think um, for me, the most memorable geocaches have been the, the really extreme adventurous ones. So um, I've been to a few mega events in Portugal. That's actually, I've gone the last couple of years to Portugal for their love, love mega event. And um, a host or one of the cache hiders of a where I go um, hid this geocache inside an old World War II Nazi cave. And in order to go and find it, you have to wade into um, waist deep water for over two hours in the pitch black. And at the time I was, you know, so nervous and so scared and freezing, but, um, afterward it was kind of like a thrill. So I actually, I love the really extreme, the extreme caches the most. Uh, okay. okay. We're not going to gloss over this one. Hold on. We have to back <laughs> up here for a minute. Was it really waiting for two hours or was it yeah. like a two hour hike and there was some waiting involved? No, the entire time I was in, I was in a cave for over two hours in wow. freezing water. I don't I actually don't even know how my legs moved. I couldn't feel them at the end. And I have worn I think um, 
not geocacher shoes for this. It was like vans or something. And so I was just so not equipped for it, but I, it was my mind, my mindset. I was able to power through. Impressive. Impressive. Yeah. Carly, we've got some questions from the chat for you already. So while we're talking okay. about your geocaching and, and you okay. as, as a person, as opposed to your project, um, the first question comes from Bry Lang. He's wondering if you're part of the wandering lackeys. The wandering lackeys. Um, can you clarify exactly what that means? Like the lackeys who love to travel or... It's capitalized. So I don't know if that's like there's a group from HQ that... Apparently not, but maybe I should be. <laughs> there you go. Is it a secret club I don't know about? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, there's another question from Keepers of the Cash Flow is, are you going to going caching? Um, I am not, but both my teammates are. So you'll meet Audrey and Brigitte, my two coworkers. And I think there's five or six other lackeys going. So there's a lot. There you go. But you got to take care of my my two coworkers. This is their first mega event. So oh. yeah, yeah. Awesome. Uh, so Brian Lang got back to us in the chat and said that he found a cache a few weeks back. Oh, yeah. That's, yes, yes, I am. I know exactly what he's talking about now. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so you are a wandering lackey. Yeah. yeah. That was, I think, part of a um, a group outing we went on. So I always forget all the different group names that we sign as it's like something different every time. It depends on like the day and the theme. Right. Um, but we just had our uh, five year. So I've been at the company for five years, and we had a five year reunion tr- retreat last week. Actually, um, the two founders takes. Um, you know, we all go out and hang out together. For a couple of days, and so a lot of us went caching for a big chunk of the time. So I don't even remember what our our username was for that, but it could have been Wandering Lackeys. <laughs> well, you went out, you got two or three. You know, Rock Chalk got twenty four. <laughs> he's he's not at five years yet. So <laughs> oh, that's right. Huh. Yeah, yeah. I think next year he will be. Okay. Yeah. Cool. There's another great question from GSMX too, but I'm going to leave it till a little later in the show because. Okay. Uh, a little more related to the business of what you're doing there. Sure. And it's a great question. So I'm just going to paste it a little later in the show and we'll keep rolling with, uh, with the questions here that, w- that we've got already planned. So mm-hmm. um, Carly, what is the goal of geocaching EDU? Sure. That's a great, great question. Um, so I don't, I mean, you guys have been around the game for a while, but um, a lot of people don't know that we've actually had marketing, collateral, and different informational um, assets available to geocachers for quite some time. But um, all those materials had been a little outdated. Um, They were scattered around geocaching.com. If you actually go to geocaching.com slash education, you can see what the original page looked like. It's very dated. Um, And so my intentions, my goal was to create a new resource, a new hub, where facilitators, educators can go and get different um, collateral assets to teach geocaching to new groups of geocachers who are interested in learning about the game um, or, you know, are interested in connecting with other education leaders in the in that realm. Um, a lot of people don't even know there's a forum resource where different teachers can get together and talk. So um, the end in mind is really to create a hub for um those different facilitators and educators to come together and to really learn and um, yeah, and thrive in that space. 
Fantastic. So, so what would people find at Geocaching EDU? Um, so you will find a number of different assets. So there's a 101 brochure. There is um, a 101 presentation. So we actually get a lot of requests in through um, our help center. Hey, I'm teaching geocaching at a library or I'm teaching geocaching. So um, this one gives people um, you know, very basic overview of the game um, and walks them through this, a process in a very simplified manner. And hopefully in a way that they can um, join the geocaching ecosystem and not disrupt anything, but really join the game in a healthy way. Um, and then we also have, um, what else do we have on that page? Hold on. <laughs> we on also, now. Uh, posters. So um, say you're, you know, at a one-on-one event and you want to say you're hosting something geocaching. We have really fun posters we have resources for um, that show where scout troops can learn about more about the merit badges that you can learn through geocaching. A lot of people don't even know that's something uh, scout troops can can do. And then we also have a link to the education forums where um, I hope different educators will get together and talk more about how they're using geocaching in the classroom. You're bringing all these resources to us. How do geocachers get and use these resources? Um, so everything is available for downloading and printing. You can do it in-house or professionally. Uh, we have printed some uh, at geocaching as well. You can always write into us if, say, if you are attending a local, you're in Seattle area, we, we may be able to provide some of those resources for you as well. Um, but for the most part, we wanted to make it easy for people at home to download and use for their for their own needs and uses. That work? Nice. Yes. Perfect. Uh, okay. Oh, I, I I saw Land Monkey had frozen there. Uh, sorry, I had to uh, briefly go deal with a, a very loud noise making person. No problem. Um, have educators been involved in putting all this content together? So we actually, we have some very um, great established relationships with educators in the community. Um, Dr. Stan Polly um, is actually, I've interviewed him a few times on our blog um, and he's a fantastic resource. He actually uses mystery caches um, and puzzles to teach geocaching in his classroom. And so he's been really helpful, but for the most part, uh, we kind of revamped some of the assets that we had from a while back. And then we did actual direct user testing um, with different audience. So people who had never heard about geocaching before, we ran these, these collateral by them and asked them questions afterwards. Do you understand what the game is? Um, can you explain it to a five-year-old? So it was definitely more of um, we tested it on those people that they're, they're going to be used for. Wow, that's fantastic. That is fantastic. That's cool. You've really done some some in-depth work to make sure that there's some quality stuff here. So if I'm new to, and I'm not, but if I were to be new to geocaching and hadn't really heard about it, is geocaching.edu going to be something I would be seeking out or interested in as an educator? I would hope so. It's actually on the newsroom. So it's uh, newsroom.geocaching.com slash geocaching.edu. So Newsroom is actually a new uh, website for us as well. That's where um, we house like all our re- reporter information. So when someone's writing an article about geocaching, they can go to that re- that website. And I actually manage it all from my end. 
So um, that's why we added the EDU room there because it's really easy for me to go in and update things all the time. Um, as opposed to geocaching.com, it's a little bit more, um, it goes through developers. So uh, it's, it's nice having that available. But um, yes, if educators or someone brand new to the game is interested in learning about it, that's a great resource. Um, the one-on-one presentation is very simple and easy to go through. And it's actually a great way to introduce yourself to the game as well. Very cool. And yeah, so we've posted in the chat. Um, but if you're listening to the audio, again, that's newsroom dot geocaching dot com slash geocaching edu all one word and that will be in the show notes so you don't have to stop right now while you're driving and write that down it'll yeah. be in the show notes you can get to it anytime yes if you're writing while you're driving there's a different problem but <laughs> uh, we love you all um, and, make more misspellings also, that way sorry if you don't remember that url you can always it's at, um, there's a link to it at the bottom of geocaching.com where it's like the press link and it goes right to the newsroom. Awesome. I bet you if somebody Googled geocaching edu, they'd probably get there too, right? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. It has good, good SEO. <laughs> nice. Of course it does. <laughs> of course it does. Right. Carly knows her, knows her business. Um, are there ways for people to get support for the geocaching edu resources or is it sort of like, you're here they are you're on your own um what do you mean by support like uh yeah, like, so so somebody's found the geocaching edu site mm-hmm. as they've they've googled um education and geocaching yeah. and Peter who wants to know more about geocaching but they're kind of looking at it going where do i start i need somebody to guide me through this sure i'm i'm always available to talk to anyone who's interested in using the materials and wanting to use at an event how where they can go and print it, where the dimensions, um, and there's a link PR or an email address PR at geocaching.com. If you write into that, um, you'll get me or Chris, Ronan. but, um, yeah, either, either, or, um, that PR at geocaching.com is the best way to, um, get in touch with me. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Since all these resources are out there, if somebody had an idea on how to use some of these geocaching EDU resources in an educational setting that currently isn't captured by uh, geocaching EDU right now, mm-hmm. how would they share that with you? Because I found that geocachers are very creative people. Oh, They're yeah. going to take things and use them in unique ways. For sure. Well, one, the forums is a really awesome way to share that information with other educators, other facilitators. Um, I've already, we've been watching those forums for years and it's some teachers have created their own curriculums and shared it with other teachers. So that's one way to share your creative information with the geocaching world. Um, But also if there's something missing, or if you think you have something that would be really valuable to this site, you can write into me and I'm really open to hearing your feedback, your ideas. Um, this is definitely just step one. There's so much more we could do obviously with education and um, we're always looking to improve. So please, please contact me and I'm really open to hearing your ideas. Nice. Now you've done a lot of work of taking, I don't want to call it old material, but previous material. <laughs> it's, it's pretty old. <laughs> <laughs> The, the game of geocaching isn't old and, you know, like yeah. in the life of a tree old, but sure. <laughs> in technology, it's quite old. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, you've taken this material, you've reworked it, you've updated, refreshed it. 
Uh, what is the biggest challenge that you have in curating and maintaining all this mm. material? Yeah, that's always a challenge with um, any sort of print marketing materials is you usually want it to last about one to two years. But because like you said, technology is always shifting and changing. We typically will go in. My goal is to go in every single, like every few months or every year and really make sure all those materials are up to date. So um, now that I have like our team has like full control over this actual like hub um, and that it's not um, so much of a process of getting it updated on the the official geocache.com website, um, we'll be a lot more flexible and versatile with updating those materials. And are these materials available for non-English speakers as well? Um, so far, um, most of them are available also in French and German. And then in the fall, I'm actually working with Erin um, from our, she's a translator expert, and she's going to help me uh, translate into more languages. Nice. So, yes. So it'll be available in a lot of different languages, which is great for those emerging markets. Or we do it in the international language of IKEA. Photos do very, very much help people learn about the game, though. Too that's that's not no joke. <laughs> so now, now I'm curious. What what do you mean by photos help people understand? Like photos of like people in action finding a cash? Yeah, I actually I'm really focused now on a lot on video content and storytelling through videos. I don't know if you guys follow our, um, our Instagram at all, but our community team has actually started playing around with Instagram stories. And I feel like that's really been helping new people understand what geocaching actually is. Cause you can explain it, but like visually seeing someone go out and find a geocache or like discovering a container, like, I mean, it's, it's really hard to explain. You could say it's treasure hunt, but actually visually showing, um, I think helps a lot. And especially um, the different types of cache containers. I think that's a lot of people don't know what they're looking for when they're first out geocaching. So in that 101 presentation, we actually have some like examples of what cache containers would look like. And there's different terrain sizes, all that sort of stuff. Very cool. Very cool. Um, we had some questions from the chat that I said I was going to hold on to until later. And now's the time. I'm sorry. Great. Great. <laughs> um, so there's two questions that came in and they're kind of related. So mm -hmm. um, I'm going to read both of them to you and you can kind of decide how you want to, how you want to address them. Okay. Um, it's about retaining um, uh, cashers in the game. Okay. And it sounds like your area. I'm not okay. Sure. Um, so GSMX2 asked, I was just having a conversation about attracting new users versus retaining addicted geocachers mm -hmm. and how does uh hq balance the needs of those two groups so that's question one okay and uh cliff slaughterbuck asked carly are there any efforts to keep novice cachers into the game mm. so they're kind of the same oh, question, but kind of different yeah absolutely so um our team has different everyone on the marketing team has a different specialty and a different focus and mine just happens to be new users so um, a lot of what I focus on is, you know, introducing new people to the game um, through advertising, through external PR, the newsroom, education materials. And that's my area of expertise. Um, Audrey, who's been on the show before, and Brigitte, who is our other third marketing professional, um, focus on retention and engagement. And they do that through those souvenir campaigns. 
and um, you know hidden creatures, uh, the current friendly challenge that's going on. Um, that's something that Brigitte's um, overseeing. Any email marketing that you receive comes through those girls. So um, we're all focused on different things. And um, I just happened to be the new user person on the show today. Uh, but it's very important for us to also engage with our active audience and, um, and make sure that we're creating um, new and fun things for the, that audience as well. Awesome. Thank you. You're Great. welcome. And, and I just want to add in totally unrelated to that, but the fact that you brought in Friend League, I want to uh, be able to on the air point out that uh, at this present moment in Friend League, I am at 600 points and Rock Chalk is at 500. <laughs> so just if he's listening tomorrow, you're in for a rude awakening. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be taking the day off tomorrow just to beat Land Monkey. <laughs> Fine. I've got a weekend coming up too. <laughs> Oh, Land Monkey, why do you do that? Because I really, really enjoy taunting Rock Chalk. <laughs> That's my. Oh, uh, Carly? Yes. There's been so much great information tonight. Is there anything else you'd like to make sure that we know about geocaching EDU? Uh, Honestly, like I am, I'm so, I'm so excited about this page and I really hope um, that it becomes a great resource for geocachers. And if there is any feedback at all, I'm super open to hearing that feedback. So please email me PR at geocaching.com and would love to have a conversation. Uh, also, if you're in the Seattle area, I work Monday through Friday nine to five. So <laughs> sometimes a little later, but you can come and visit. Also, if you're coming to the office, I'm happy to have a conversation in the visitor center as well, like face to face. That's, that's awesome. Hey, so we've mentioned it a couple of times. We posted it in the chat. We're going to put it in the show notes for later, but uh, just as a reminder, if anybody's listening, uh, if they're interested in seeing the EDU pages and learning more, where should they go, Carly? Uh, newsroom.geocaching.com slash geocachingedu. Awesome. So before we wrap up, um, will our listeners see you at any geocaching events this year if they're interested in meeting in person? Yes. I, so I think I'm going to that Geocoin Fest uh, Fremont Brewery event, the the opener, and I pr- I'll likely go to the Mega as well. Um, depending, I have I might have a wedding that weekend, but I will. <laughs> so priorities, right? Yeah. You know what? <laughs> See them on their first anniversary. Um, And then also, I don't know if anyone's heard about this, but we are hosting um, a GIF event this year in Seattle. So I hope everyone attends that. I will be there. And I saw actually, I was one of the judges this year for the videos and I got to, you know, watch them all. And some of them are so funny. So (laughs) I hope you all can attend that event as well. I'd love to meet you. Nice. Well, if you happen to be at GeoCoin Fest, make sure you stop by the Caching in the Northwest booth. We'd love to oh, meet you in person. And booth. you know, who who knows what we could slip your way? You know, just give you a little <laughs> a little caching in the Northwest paraphernalia to take with you. What is that perf- is it like a coin or <laughs> we have coins and path tags. And oh, okay. Different okay. Things. We Very want to cool. make sure you have things that Chris Ronan doesn't. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Great. I'll also give you you guys my lackey tags. Oh, thank you. Nice. Yeah, yeah. no Great. problem. Um, and also, uh, I looked this evening about the HQ uh, 
we pronounce it gajif because is, yeah. is it G-gif. is it gif is it jif we know we so we say gajif and uh that is the the theater i was there last year the theater i think they seat 117 that's an odd amount but uh it's already about halfway full so if you want to go to that you better put in a will attend with the number of people uh quickly before that fills up yes absolutely so i put my will attend in this evening i did as well there you go so well there we go it's there's less space all the time bit more of a drive for me, so I probably won't see you guys there. But, but you should come. Uh, it, it's a great little theater. I'm sure it is. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, you know, I just want to, before we uh, start running through the credits here, I also want to throw out there from the chat, Carly, to you, we've got a lot of comments uh, around the uh, same theme that Keepers of the Cash Flow have written here which is we love what they've done with both the newsroom and the EDU sites. Mm. Major work done in updating all the stuff. Hats off. Oh, thank you. That's so sweet. I really appreciate that. It's It's been really fun to work on. So thank you. Well, it's also been really fun to have you as a guest on the podcast tonight. So thanks for hanging out with thank us. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. I'm so happy I'm finally here after five and a half years. <laughs> Yes, we've been we've been tardy in getting you on the show. We'll remedy that. You'll be back soon. I'll start. I'll continue to do cool stuff. So you'll have to invite me back. There you go. <laughs> okay. Well, as well as thanking Carly, we also want to thank our faithful Denali level supporters. That's Bounce Bounce, Team Squirrel, Limax, and WorldCaching.com, folks. If you want to know more about supporting the show, click that Patreon link on the CachingNW.com website. And a big thanks out to all of our supporters. And those are Broncos Van for Life, Sprouter, Camp Clan, Tick Magnet, Kev Mac, D, Subway, Mark, Dora, Mordoon, Buddy, Kid Vegas, 19, Geo, Navbros, Wino, Seattle, Acker, Doc, Billy Robson, Nice, Antaeus, Keats, 94, Curiosity Girl, Trexer, Zero, MC, Three Cats, and Kennel Barb. Thank you all for your support. You're good with that one breath, getting all those names out. It had to be a bigger breath this week. Yeah. <laughs> I ran out of air last week. Well, Land Monkey. Yes, sir. You're such the geocaching superstar that people want to follow you, want to know about you, want to know what you eat for breakfast. Where can they find that? Well, I post my uh, breakfast cereal every morning on Instagram. So if you'd like to see it, no, I don't. Not a big food poster. Um, But if you want to see, you know, where I am getting more caches than rock chalk every week, that would be on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope. I'm at LandMonkeyGC. And of course, Facebook, it's Team LandMonkey. And uh, YouTube, we are moving our way through season one of Geocaching Adventures. We're about getting ready to uh, release episode four, which is also in Norway. It'll be a lot of fun. So that will be on YouTube, just L-A-N-M-O-N-K-E-Y. Looking forward to sharing that with everybody. Carly, where, where would people get a hold of you if they're trying to stalk you on social media? Oh, you can follow me on my my Instagram. I, I feel like that's an open... I don't think I. that's private. <laughs> um, so it's C-G-L-A-D-N-I-C is my username. Awesome. All right. And Mr. of the Northwest? Well, anywhere you can find Caching NW, Facebook, Twitter is where I uh, update the most. But what I would suggest is head on over to cachingnw.com slash hosts and read our bios and find all the links that we just mentioned and a few extra that we never talk about. And I just looked at that page this week and made some changes. So 
you're not going to know what you find until you go there. <laughs> but most of all, we want to say thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Caching in the Northwest. Don't forget that you can be part of the show. Call 253-693-TFTC. Leave us a comment. Ask us a question. Buy us a gluten-free, organic, locally grown lemonade any time of the day or night. Of course, you can email us at feedback at cachingnw.com. Don't forget that your support helps keep quality shows coming. So if you like this show, click on the Patreon link on the cachingnw.com website and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. The show is produced by Chris Umpenauer and Jay Kennedy, hosted by Chris Jay and Jim Paulwitz. The show is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license, copyright 2018 by Chris Umpenauer. And folks, we invite you to stay tuned for The After Show. <laughs> oh, nice. Just in case you've joined us for the first time, The After Show is an opportunity for us to interact with our live listeners, our live viewers, I should say. Um, yeah, kind of like it's kind of like if you go and watch a Marvel movie and the movie finishes, you know, there's a conclusion to the film and the credits start to roll. But then all of a sudden, there's something really important that happens. This is the thing that isn't really important that happens. This is the non-important mid or post-credit scene? Yes, exactly. <laughs> this is nothing like a Marvel movie, so that's why I made that analogy. You know, it makes so much sense to me now. There. I'm here to help. Hey, so GSMX2 uh, has a times has two. for TAS. I, I'm going to uh, correct you. It's GSM times it, two. It is times two? <laughs> yeah. I just like saying X2. I don't know why. You Maybe can say that, it, but it's not correct. That Marvel movie thing going on again. Maybe I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, he has a hashtag for TAS. Since it was brought up, where is everyone at with their friend league score? So mm. I want to know you two guys. Where are you at with Ooh. your friend league score? Let me check. All right. Are you sitting down? Oh, yeah. did this, but the week just restarted, huh? I found a cache today. Nice. So I have 10 points. Well done. <laughs> I'm, at, I'm at 140. Well done. Yeah. I, well, how, much, how much do you need to earn the souvenir? 100? No, 60. 60. 50. 50. Okay. 50, 50 for this one. Oh, uh, mount, mountain bikes at 814. Oh, I got oh, to get him in my friend league. I don't know why he's not. I'll fix that. Let's yeah, see. GSM times him. two is at 335. Nice. Uh, Cliff Slaughterback, who's uh, CRS 98, is 230. Well, GSM times two has two. Oh, he's 50. Gotcha. I was like, he has two different scores. Um, Brylang has 71 points this month. Wow. All right. Yeah, I'll say, I see everybody's right. Can we ask uh, the listeners what they think of the new designs? Well, you just did. <laughs> <laughs> so we have so, a new, uh, we have a like um, a temporary designer on staff. Why Roxy is out on maternity leave. And, um, so you might notice that these souvenirs look a little different than, um, our previous designs. So I'd be really curious to see what everyone thinks. Um, I'm a huge fan, but, uh, yeah, I'd love to hear from the audience. Now this current, um, promotion is four weeks, four months long, three months long, four, four months long, September, October, November, December. And, and each month is a different theme. This month mm -hmm. is adrenaline junkie. Yes. And that will be going until the 1st of October, October 2nd or some such. Yes. 
in every, we'll share information about each challenge each month um, in the newsletter and on social media. So you'll hear about it there. Um, and then you'll also see the new designs every single month. Nice. It's, just, it's cool. sort of a way to engage people in the, it's a slower season, um, but we also want to. And it's really cool. So uh, we want to highlight that as well. It's a feature we have on our, on our site that people can use. So. You, you partially froze there. So we missed the last part of what you were saying. Oh, it, it, we just also friendly is pretty cool. So we wanted to make sure that people know it's a, a feature they can use. Uh-huh. Right on. So mm-hmm. you had asked about uh, the design and we've heard back from Brian Lang. He said he likes the new designs. Cool. Um, GSM times two. I'm so proud of said, uh, The new souvenirs are very intricate and interesting. I like them. Great. There you go. Yay. Thank you. Good to hear. <laughs> nice. Um, CRS 98 wants to know, will lab caches count towards the friendly points? I, I don't think lab caches do. I think those are disconnected, but um, I will. That's Google. interesting because they count in your stats for your overall finds. Yeah, I don't. I'm going to Google that actually because. Three hams did sure. two caches. A 27 point and a 23 point cash. Boom, 50 points done. <laughs> yes, the, the friendly the friendly does not. So it's sorry about that. <laughs> it's a little dis, disjointed. The so friendly does not count. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, uh, lab caches do not lab count. Caches. Friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, Brylang also said 14 found it logs going back to, sorry, let me, let me, uh, give you some history here. Going back to the glow where the, yeah, the, um, mother four-year-old found the cache, uh, 14 found logs since a four-year-old found it. All right. So it got placed back. Yeah. Uh, they found one other cache after that one and then nothing since. Mm. (laughs) That's all right. Yeah. Um, um, I wants to know uh, who might be going to the cash dash splash event this weekend. Is that on your radar, Carly? I have not heard of that. What is that? It's yeah. down in Long Beach, Washington. Ooh, uh, I used to have a cabin there. Did you? Yeah. Cool. It's, it's growing a, up. It's a beautiful area. Uh, this will be the last year for it, unfortunately. Uh, it's a. Boy. Is that confirmned, Chris? Is that confirmed that this is yes. the last? Year? I heard yeah, that it, says so, it says so in the on the cash page. Okay. Uh, there's health concerns. This is, this is run by, I think she's changed her name, but it used to be half Canadian and scooter, the wonder dog. Hmm. Yeah, it's also wizard of ooze. Wizard of ooze is the, Oh, I've heard of that. Excuse me. I, I think she's fun beach now. Oh, oh. The name. Okay. Um, huh. I lost my train of thought. Oh, this is going to be the last one. I think it's a three or four day event. Oh, wow. So, How many attendees does it usually have? Um, lots number yeah yeah long beach i mean it's pretty crowded with cashers i've have you guys heard of the kite festival yes that happens down there that's going on the same weekend oh is it Mm -hmm. that was so much fun yeah there you go so i'm uh actually uh, i am and monkey cakes and i are driving down saturday morning to go do it nice that'll be fun yeah so we'll go down just for the day 
it's a long drive, but uh, my my wife went a couple of years ago with me and absolutely loved the, uh, I I can I can't pronounce the name of it, Chautauqua Lodge. Oh yes, where we stayed. Yeah, where we stayed. Um, and she goes, oh, she actually asked me, are they doing that that geocaching thing down in Long Beach again? Well, yeah, it's just a couple of weeks away. I want to go. Okay. <laughs> and everything had already been booked. So. Right. That's too bad. I yeah. Like, you know what? I should, it's, I should go to this. So I'm going to drive down and contact the diehand and said, Hey, I'm driving. You want to come along? Yeah. I have very, I have very fond memories of Long Beach mm-hmm. growing up. We, so we had a cabin called, it's actually called the Kite House. And if you Google it, like Kite House, mm-hmm. um, Long Beach, Washington, that was the house like my dad built for us, like as kids growing up. And now it's a rental there um, and it has its own website. Uh, but every time I think of Long Beach, I'm like, I kind of want to rent, re-rent our old house. Um, it looks exactly the same in the pictures and um, it has really cool kites up all over the wall. Nice. Um, but I've actually gone geocaching down there a few times too. And um, Razor Clam Digging is really big there. Mm-hmm. And driving on the beach randomly. You can drive on the beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can. <laughs> sometimes you get stuck on the beach, but, you know, sometimes yeah. you don't. Yeah, I've seen that happen a bunch of times. <laughs> so that that is cool. He's I, changing the subject. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to bring up the fact that I drove on the beach and I almost got stuck. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that is so cool. I think that would be awesome. You t- should totally do that. And then you should like rent the, the place that you grew up in. And then you should write a guest blog about it. And should I host a geocaching party at it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, only if you invite us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, open event. <laughs> right uh, out on the beach. Yeah. No. Yeah, you it was right on the beach. beach. That was really, it was great. <laughs> we'll right. go park our cars out there. Leave before the tide comes in. Yeah. yeah, that's important. That's the part. important part right there. It may be a short event, but. <laughs> All right. I will, I will consider that for next year. <laughs> awesome. Let's see. Our research department says the Long Beach Kite Festival is the third full week of August, an annual event. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So it will not be conflicting with this weekend. And Dora Morse's The Wild Thing, he's just headed down there today. Cash Dash Splash won't know what hit. <laughs> that's a group of cashers from a far away now brylin can't make the pgcar prince george cash and release that's ah, thank you northern british columbia it sounded like a racing event it's Not kind quite of quite nascar but <laughs> uh also can't make the boundary country geocaching challenge geocoin challenge yep that's oh, geo- yeah you're right that's up in the uh, the interior, central interior of British Columbia. Hmm. But he is going to make the Seymour Hatchery in North Vancouver to ride their bus one way and then hike back 21 kilometers with friends. Yes, that's if, where I will be. And if you're, you know, hiking somebody with somebody for 21 kilometers, they become friends. <laughs> they better. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. So I think that kind of wraps up what we've got uh, here in the chat. It's been really fun hanging out with all you guys on the chat. And Carly, you've been a super good sport. Thanks. It's been great being on the show. You guys are going to hold me accountable for our Long Beach party next year, huh? Oh, yeah. Uh, now I've, that already it's got it I've already got it down on the calendar. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's recorded, so I can't can't. <laughs> the entire internet knows about it. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, thank thank you. you for the great information. And folks, until next week, get out and get caching in the Northwest.